you hear a knock on the door and open it to find two friendly representatives from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, otherwise known as the Mormon Church. So what will you say? Will you send them away without a Christian witness? Or will you engage them in a meaningful and Christ-honoring conversation? If you desire the latter, may we suggest the book, Answering Mormon's Questions, by Mormonism Research Ministries' Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson. Answering Mormon's Questions is available wherever you find quality Christian books. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We continue looking at an email that was sent to us by a a Latter-day Saint by the name of Thomas. He is certainly making a lot of accusations as to why we, he thinks, we are doing things very, very wrong, and we are responding to them. And one of the reasons why we feel it's important to do this occasionally is because I would almost guarantee that if you are sharing your faith with Latter-day Saints, some of these arguments may come up. And as we see, many of the arguments are not valid, and many of the arguments are based in his presuppositions, but it's important that we at least address them. One of the things is he says that we don't show respect or love because we are critical of a person's spiritual beliefs, which are holy and sacred to them. But couldn't that argument also be used, then, of Latter-day Saint missionaries that come to the Christian's home and are trying to give them arguments as to why they should leave what they believe and hold sacred to join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Well, of course. Now, certainly you need to do that in a way that is Christ-honoring, and I think we try our best to do that. But I think some of the arguments that he raises are certainly not grounded in fact, especially this next one in the next sentence that he writes. I have seen very little in theological and scriptural-based arguments against Mormonism on your site, but rather lots of criticism of the church, its founders, and members. Well, let me stop you there. I'm going to assume when he says its founders, I think he's probably saying or meaning, I think he means leaders, because Technically, most Latter-day Saints would argue, and I think erroneously, that the founder of their church is really Jesus himself. I'm assuming he's talking about the leaders. But my question would be this, Eric. Criticism of the church and the founders or the leaders, well, why would we do that? Why would we be critical of the church? Why would we be critical of its leaders? It's because they are saying things or they are standing by positions that we feel are not scripturally based. To say that he sees very little in theological and scriptural-based arguments against Mormonism on our site, I'm going to have to say that's just Well, nonsensical. Much of what we are presenting on our site is dealing with the scriptural problems we see with Mormonism. I'm going to invite Thomas to go to our website. You can go to this particular page by typing in CrashCourseMormonism.com. That's one word, CrashCourseMormonism.com. This is 
a listing of about 30 different articles dealing with all the different topics, Mormonism versus Christianity. And in 2,000 words or less, what I did is talked about objectively what Mormonism teaches about a particular topic, and then showed how the Bible disagrees with that, using the Bible. And yeah, throughout our website, we're always using scripturally based arguments, whether it's the Bible for us and presenting the Christian view, or using the Book of Mormon, the um, Pearl of Great Price, and also the Doctrine and Covenants. Those are the other three scriptures, and that would be their scripture. We use those all the time as well, besides citing from their correlated curriculum, manuals, other things that they have, their magazines, church magazine, Leahona, and those are the kinds of things we're trying our best to understand what Mormonism is really teaching, and then we are going to show why we disagree. When he says also that our site shows a lot of criticism of members, I don't know what he means by that, because I think for the most part, we actually do speak with a lot of compassion for the members of the LDS Church. We see them being a deceived people. We admit that, just as they see us as a deceived people. But I think we speak with a lot of respect towards the individual Latter-day Saint. Now, I'm sure Thomas is not going to be too happy about some of the responses that we are giving to him, but he's kind of brought this on himself here. Right. And so uh, we feel that he needs to be kind of uh, corrected in some of these uh, misunderstandings. He needs to be corrected in some of the accusations that he is making to us. But we do have a genuine compassion for the LDS people. Uh, that's what motivates us, and we've said that so many times. Now, Thomas probably wouldn't agree with that. That's his prerogative, but I hope that what we say, what we do, speaks for itself. Bill, then he goes on and says, this is no different to the arguments used against Christianity by its opponents. Corruption, child sexual abuse, abuse of power, greed, religiously motivated war, etc. You can't judge a religion by the sins of the church and the repute society holds it in. If you did, you would have to condemn all religions. Well, let me stop you there, Eric, because just recently, not within 48 hours ago, I would say, from the time we recorded this show, I said that very same thing to an individual who was critical of the Mormon church, told me he was going to leave the church because of some of the behavior of members that he knew personally. I told him that you're going to probably find bad behavior everywhere you go. And just because you find bad behavior among some of the members does not necessarily mean that what those members believe is not true. Now, I've said that to more than one individual, but I find it ironic that in doing this show, I just said that recently to an individual. So I would agree with that. But we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not saying that because Brigham Young did some things that we disagree with, that that automatically makes his Mormonism false. That's not what we're trying to imply at all. We're saying that it's false because it contradicts what God's Word has already revealed in the New Testament. That's how we often frame our arguments. So I, again, I think that this is a false accusation that needs to be corrected on his part. Thomas continues and says, so what really is your gripe that causes you to do this so-called quote-unquote research into the LDS question mark? There is nothing in Mormonism which is heretical to or incompatible with New Testament Christianity or Old Testament Judaism. Boy, I don't even know how to begin on that because much of our site 
proves that statement to be wrong. Of course it is heretical and it's incompatible with New Testament Christianity or Old Testament Judaism. Let me ask you this question. If that statement that Thomas wrote is true, then explain to me what is the first vision all about? What was the message that was given to Joseph Smith when he claimed that he saw God the Father in Jesus? If there's nothing incompatible, what was that whole conversation about? This is what he says in Joseph Smith History, Chapter 1. Joseph Smith says, My object in going to inquire of the Lord was to know which of all the sects was right, that I might know which to join. No sooner, therefore, did I get possession of myself so as to be able to speak, than I asked the personages who stood above me in the light which of all the sects was right, for at the time it had never entered into my heart that they were all wrong, and which I should join. Verse 19 I was answered, and this is God answering, that I must join none of them, for they were all wrong. And the personage who addressed me said that all their creeds were an abomination in his sight, that those professors were all corrupt, that they draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They teach for doctrines the commandments of men, having a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Now, in light of what you just read... Let me read again what Thomas said to us. There is nothing in Mormonism which is heretical to or incompatible with New Testament Christianity or Old Testament Judaism. If that's true, then why did these personages have to say what you just read from Joseph Smith's testimony? Obviously, the church officially does think that there is a lot of what we believe that is heretical and incompatible with their understanding of the New Testament or Old Testament Judaism. If Thomas were here, we could possibly ask him, does he accept the Lorenzo Snow couplet? As man now is, God once was. As God now is, man may become. I mean, doesn't that, Bill, stand in the way of the monotheism of New Testament Christianity and Old Testament Judaism? And what about Joseph Smith's claim that we've imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity? I will refute that idea and take away the veil so that you may see. Well, certainly that goes against the grain of Psalm 90, verse 2, that speaks of God being God from everlasting to everlasting. So yes, we would say that that is heretical. Now, Thomas may not think it is, but when he makes a statement that there's nothing in Mormonism which is heretical to or incompatible with New Testament Christianity or Old Testament Judaism, we would have to say, that's just not accurate. There's a lot of things that pertain to Mormonism that are heretical, according to the New Testament. Their view of salvation is heretical to the view of, of the New Testament. Their view of Scripture, their view of the hereafter, as we've mentioned here, their view of the Godhead is certainly heretical. So we would have to argue that this accusation made against us is certainly not a true statement. And he goes on and says this, and it's puzzling to me the next few couple of sentences. If you solemnly believe there is, then you need to review your understanding of, of the matter. If you can't articulate the matter in plain, simple terms and reasoning without relying on subjective interpretations, then it's most likely a contrived argument you've manufactured to support your position. 
And then yeah. he goes on to say the same kind of contrived arguments used by Jews to deny Jesus Christ being the Messiah. What, what's difficult in responding to a statement like that, Eric, is we really don't have an example of which we can turn to and try to explain ourselves. See, again, these, these blanket accusations make it very difficult sometimes to address what is bothering this particular individual. It almost feels like he's saying, well, everything you guys say is wrong because you go against the church. Well, how are we going to be able to argue against that? I mean, we talked about this the first couple of shows, concrete details. You need to give supporting evidence. You need to give us reasons for how we're doing what you're saying we're doing. Without that, we don't have anything to aim at. Well, it's it's also kind of like this. You bring up some of these rebuttals to the claims made by the Latter-day Saint. And we've heard this on the streets when we talk to them, and they'll hit us with, well, this is contention and contentions of the devil. Well, wait a minute. Jude 3 says, I'm supposed to earnestly contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. But yet when I do that, you accuse me of being of the devil? How, how does that work? I mean, I'm supposed to contend for the faith, and then you twist it and say I'm being contentious. Well, how can I do that without being contentious in your view? For most Latter-day Saints, there's no way of doing that. You cannot win no matter how you try. It's like, a, it's like an example I've used many times. You can sometimes talk with Latter-day Saints with a big, huge John 3.16 smile, and they're still going to be offended, not really because of what you're saying, it's just the fact that you're saying it. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.